Here we go. It is Jacob Warren, one of my favorite times of the week. Jacob Warren, Tennessee tied in, brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it is worth the drive. And suddenly we're in the offseason. And yeah. uh, Jacob uh, has decided to return for one more season at Tennessee. Jacob, it's been a few days since you made the decision and made it public. How does it, how does it feel now that it's settled in? Yeah, I mean, it feels obviously it feels good. It feels good to kind of get that, <clears throat> I guess, not weight off my shoulders, but just kind of be able to move on. Um, you know, obviously, it's been a lot of questions and been a lot of, of um, speculation either, you know, both ways. And um, it's just good to kind of get it out there. And it, it's also been nice to see people, you know, excited to, to see that I'm coming back and, um, you know, planning on next year to, you know, I first see people, oh, can't wait to buy your jersey for, you know, one last season, whatever. So, Gotten a lot of support, gotten a lot of love, which is really good. I was told by a, a, a source that the main reason you came back was uh, to be a part of, of this show brought to you by Bassie Lawn and Garden. Is that true or not? That's actually why. Yeah, I didn't mention it in my in my announcement, but that is why. Um, that's on the download, though. I wish you wouldn't have said it on air. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> that's my bad. Well, we're we're incredibly excited off the. Uh, I know David Bassey of Bassey Lawn and Garden is happy to have you for another year. So we're looking forward to it. And there's a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. As, um, I, I'm, I'm curious as to how, I don't ask about statistics because tight end, that, that can you know, sometimes, I know with the rotation, sometimes Princeton was in there and caught a couple of sure. times. You could have done the same thing. So sure. not statistics, but how do you want to grow as a player now that you've got another season? yourself yeah just um you know looking the part right i'm a big i'm a big guy but just feeling out a little bit more putting on a little bit more weight um you know good healthy weight muscle muscle mass um getting which obviously will in turn allow me to be stronger whenever i'm blocking and playing but also just on the perimeter right being able to get in out of my breaks quicker and i think a big thing is is uh developing a good relationship with with joe with the quarterback you know me and Hendon had a good relationship and um you know, going as next season will be big that, you know, Joe trusts me out in the perimeter and, and um, in protection as well. Um, but, yeah, just building that relationship with him through just reps of, of practice. You know, I mean, whether it's just me and him or or, you know, me and a couple of guys out on the field, um, just trying to get that that timing down will be really big for me. Well, I absolutely love the way that Joe threw the ball um, in the intermediate route, the slants over the middle. Something yeah. we didn't see as much with dependent how big of a, a, a an aspect of, of his game can be those type of routes the slants the dig those sorts of things yeah i mean obviously that's <clears throat> we want to be able to ask a quarterback to make all those throws right make the short ones the little check downs you know make the intermediate passes across the middle that you know maybe he has to you know we call it window shopping right maybe he has to find a window and throw it in that window and i don't know anyone that's better at at fitting you know fitting that pass into a window than joe so um you know, being able to do that is really big for the offense. And then obviously being able to take the top off, right, and, and throw it deep, which we all know he, he can do. So, When's the first time you caught just a really bullet pass from him? I'm, I'm talking about a low-profile ball, not a deep ball, but a low-profile ball. And What was your response? I mean, was there a wow I'm, moment? I mean, yeah, you kind of sit there and you're – I don't know. I can't necessarily remember a, a specific moment, but um, – 
Yeah, that ball, that ball really jumps out of his hand, and you can tell whenever you know whether it's flying to you or whether you're like, oh wow, that that kind of hurt, right? Like my hand, that didn't feel too good on my hands, whatever. So um, obviously not every time, and, and our job is to catch the ball, so it doesn't really shouldn't really matter how fast it's coming, but um, definitely yeah, an adjustment to to how hard he throws the ball. Yeah, no, no question about it. So I, I want to get to uh, a comment that is on AuthorHubSports.com right now that's written by Jimmy Heim. And uh, you talked about Clemson. I remind you that the ball report with Jacob Warren is brought to you by Vassy Lawn and Garden. They've got the industrial mowers, the commercial mowers, the residential mowers. That it's worth the drive from Knoxville, Nashville, or Chattanooga to Cleveland, Tennessee, because of their buying power, especially in those industrial and commercial, you're going to save a lot of money. Vassy Lawn and Garden, man alive, it's worth the drive. So Jimmy Holmes wrote on offthoaksports.com that. The team you most wanted to beat growing up was Clemson, which is interesting. Why? Yeah, I'm not sure how it was worded in the report or whatever, but essentially, yeah, it was after the game. He had uh, interviewed me and was just asking, you know, what that meant to beat, you know, beat a team like Clemson. And I wouldn't say growing up. I don't know if that was taken out of context or what, but um, ever since, you know, I've got to college, right? And Clemson was very prominent, obviously, and still is. Um, and it has nothing to do with, like hating Clemson or, or not liking them. I think that they're great. They have a great program. Uh, their coaches do a good job, have cool players, whatever. But just I think them being at the forefront of college football whenever I was coming into it and winning lots of national championships, being in the picture a lot for some reason, it was just them that I felt like I always wanted to play. Um, again, no, it wasn't like, oh, man, I can't wait to beat them, whatever. It was just it was a team I wanted to play, and I never thought I would get the chance to play them because obviously they're in the ACC. And, um, you know, once we got closer to this uh, playoff picture, right, um, that became more of a reality. And then we ended up, we ended up playing them in the Orange Bowl and um, got the opportunity to play them and, and won the game, which is awesome. But, um, yeah, no, it just – since I've been in college, they've been a great team, and I've always wanted to, to go up against them and see see kind of how we compare and did a good job. Yeah, you guys, you guys did a really good job. Uh, good job. Uh, you come in at, at number six um, in the final AP poll. What are your thoughts on, on being number six overall? Man, it's a blessing that just because, you know, like we've talked about, man, if, if you would have told us that that's where we would be at the end of the season, if you would have told us that at the beginning of the season, we all would have been on board of, of whatever we need to do to do that is is, is what I'm going to do. So um, obviously it's amazing to be able to, to, to finish the season out the right way and, and be top 10 in the nation. And um, I think pretty, uh, I don't know what the right word to be is, but um, without much argument, without much pushback, I don't think people really um, think that that's wrong. It, across the board, a lot of people would agree with that ranking and would think that maybe even we should be higher. Um, so, yeah, very happy with, with that. Um, obviously, you want to be as high as possible and, um, you want to be in the playoff and you want to win it all, but um, yeah, still very happy with what we were able to do. I thought you should have been higher. There's the team above you that wears red that um, you guys beat. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, when you see that, any any thoughts? You're not a trash dogger, but still, any thoughts? I mean, but that's, that's what we've been dealing with since uh, whatever week it was. I think the week before... Um, all the SC championship games and stuff like that. Like they had ranked them above us. And once they did that, it was pretty obvious that nothing was going to change that because there was nothing that could have happened to change other than maybe, 
you know, them losing and, and us winning our bowl game, whatever. Um, but yeah, and they made it pretty clear that they thought they were the better team uh, a couple weeks before the season ended or at the end of the season. Um, and there was probably not much to change that. So I'm kind of over it. Like, it, it is what it is. Is it all a motivating factor in the offseason, things like that being disrespected? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that, you know, you go into the offseason now just being like, man, okay, you know, we haven't arrived, right? We haven't accomplished everything that we want to accomplish, but we are we are on the scene and we are, you know, a prominent figure and a prominent name um, in the SEC, but also in the nation. Um, and so going into next season, obviously looking to, to kind of uphold that and show everybody that it wasn't just a just a fluke season or whatever, that we really are, um, you know, changing the culture and changing this program. Now that you look back, when, when you look back in August, because fans like to go through the schedule and they'll go win, loss, win, loss, win, 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 loss, win, yeah. that sort of thing, swing game, all that. What in your in your heart of hearts, what what did you hope for in terms of the season? Did, did you hope for number six or better, or did you actually exceed your expectations? I mean, I think that truthfully, like whenever we said like that. Um, Atlanta was the goal that that was the goal right and, and in your head you go through and you're like I think all those games that people put as L's I, I say I would count as like sw- the swing games or whatever you call them like people go through oh they're gonna lose there they're gonna lose there it's like we don't think like that it's okay we're gonna we're, we should win that one we should win that one that one will be a good game right that's usually what I say that'll be a good game like we have the, the chance to win that one right that'll be a good game you know and a lot of those games that you know will be good games win our, win our way this year um, Alabama, LSU, right? Like all these these big time games, um, they went our way, and we were able to pull them out. And and um, just the same way, if we make make a couple more mistakes or, or don't execute on on a certain plays, they could go the other way. Um, and that's how it'll be every year. And that's how you know it will be going on and next year and the year after that. When you have success, you're going to have people that want to mimic that success. Yeah. And that was the case when South Florida hired Alex Golish. So uh, it was a natural fit to slide uh, Joey Halsey into that position, the first seat. What can you tell me about uh, Joey Halsey and his approach to the game? Yeah, um, truly one of the – I mean, I guess they're all very smart. But he's a very intellectual, very smart, very intelligent coach, person, Um just the way he talks and the way that he, you know, communicates a lot of things on the field. Um, you know, if I have a question about, you know, where the quarterback might want, might need me or want me on a, on a, a route that I'm running or, you know, maybe a protection, you know, where, where my eye should be. He's always very articulate in the way that, that he explains it to me, which I appreciate because, you know, that's how I would, I would prefer to take in information is someone just explaining it exactly how it is. And, um, yeah, man, just we have a great relationship just because, you know, we get along really well off the field. Um, you know, he's got a great family, great kids, and they're always running around, and it's always fun to interact with, with them. And, yeah, i just super excited for him. Uh, being a, a younger guy, I guess, um, a lot of the guys on our staff are younger, but um, being a younger guy and, and getting this opportunity to to take a hold of, of this offense and, and uh, you know, continue what we got rolling here. I look at young guys, I think they, they bring – innovation and new thoughts to the crew. It's not like Josh Hype was old. I mean, he's really right. Old, but um, how much do you think he can, he can help with that with maybe new looks and some different things? And, and really some of the things that you guys did last year, um, 
is, is he a big part of that to your knowledge? I mean, to my knowledge, I know all of them are very, were very collaborative in the effort to, to kind of put game plans together. And, um, you know, obviously, AG, Coach Golish, was like the head of the offense and he ran the offense and everything like that. But, you know, it's Heupel, it's it's Halsley, it's Coach Mack, it's 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 Coach Pope, it's everybody kind of working together to, to, to put the best plan together. And so obviously Halsey was involved in that process. And so now just now that he's the one that'll be technically in, in the lead, it'll it'll still be the same exact format, I'm sure, of, of them all working together to try to, you know, bring their pieces of the puzzle in and, and try to figure it out. A lot of people just want to know who's calling plays, who's calling plays. And I don't even know if that's been determined yet. But I sometimes think it's play calling is a, a little bit overrated. I think it's game plan development that's more important. But does that job with you at all? Does that make sense? That makes sense. I mean, to me, like, <clears throat> as long as you have the right plays in, um, I think this is what you're saying. As long as you know that they're going to be in a four-down defense or they're going to be a three-down defense and – we have all of our plays that are really good against four down. Does it really matter whether you call this one or whether you call that one? If they're in four down, this is the situation. If the O line executes, if the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterback executes, like, doesn't right? Does it really matter if you run that run play versus this run play? No, it doesn't. Um, you know, if one people are very results oriented though in in this game and this profession. So if it's you know if you run that one and it doesn't work. For some, for whatever reason it is, then you know that's a bad call. And you know, whereas if it gashed and it hit for a first down or for a touchdown, oh, that's the best call. I I can you know, I mean, he's a great offensive coordinator, whatever. So, um, yeah, man, just truly going in and just having a great game plan and and Halsley, Heupel, like they'll all they all know how to call plays. That we have everyone's been around football for longer than I've been alive, right? So, um, yeah, it'll just be a matter of. of Everybody getting on the same page and everybody going to work and, and doing everything they can to be successful. So, How many times do you know the play call before it even comes in, or at least a rough idea of it? Yeah, it's, um, there are specific situations that with, with Coach Golish I knew, um, you know, what was coming. You know, if something just happened, right, say we pick up a first down, I know what's coming next. Or say, you know, the ball goes out of bounds into the boundary and I see a formation, like I know what play it is out of that formation into the boundary, like things like that. Um, just situations, different situational things. You're kind of look, I look over at the signaler and I'm like, Hmm, I think we should run this, or I think he's about to call this, whatever it is. And, um, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. I think it's fun to kind of play a little game. <laughs> I'm guessing the play before it comes in, but, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, you do, you do it so much, right? We do it in practice every single day. We do it in the games every week. And, um, you kind of get familiar with how, how the coaches call it um, and, and kind of what they want to see. So, yeah, you can kind of pick up on it for sure. Okay, we've talked about kinesiology. We've talked about a broadcasting career. But have you ever thought about coaching? Just curious. I have. I have thought about coaching. I'm very um, – it's always something that I feel like I would be, you know, pretty decent at um, just because the way I, I'm able to communicate, the way I'm able to talk about the game. Uh, I enjoy being around football, obviously, because I've done it for so long. Um, I would love to have an impact on young people, right? Um, I don't know. I just I, I don't know where I would find myself, whether I would be you know, in college coaching or uh, high school coaching or Little League, whatever it may be. But um, I think down the line, maybe one day uh, I'll get on the field with a whistle and, <laughs> and have my time as a coach. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe it's maybe you're a kinesiologist. You're doing um, ESPN broadcasting on the 
outside and mm. coach your son's team. In, in the afternoons and the evenings, I go to the to the little league field and, and coach my kids' team. That'd be awesome. We'll see. <laughs> I've Jacob's. I've Jacob's career planned. Mm-hmm. Planned it out. A uh, very talented guy. How much of how much of the national championship games do you watch? Well, see, there's this thing like my ESPN app like wasn't working. And then my DirecTV stuff login like wouldn't let me in, so I didn't even end up watching it. I think I checked the score after like the first quarter, and I was like, uh, "Is it really worth like trying to figure this out just to watch this game?" And no offense to anyone, but I did not think it was worth watching, so I didn't watch it, and that's okay. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. I think a lot of people switched over to a documentary about the middle of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. You have heard the score. Um, did that surprise you at all that it was just one sided historically? As it was? I mean, yes and no. Like, I, I <clears throat> haven't watched a lot of film on TCU, but I, ha- I did know that they were very explosive in their offense, kind of similar to how we were. Um, but I also have seen what Georgia's defense has done to many teams including us like they played us really well held us to i'm pretty sure like 13 points 14 points whatever it was um and we were the best offense in the, in the nation like that's backed by facts by by statistics so if they're able you know i mean like what they were able to do to us obviously i knew they would be able to do to tcu it was just a matter of if tcu could figure it out and um if they could score enough points honestly to keep up with with georgia's offense brock bauer played a really good game obviously stetson bennett played well um their offense obviously put up a lot of points and, and did it pretty quickly. So, yeah, man, it, it was their dominant team. And um, it's unfortunate that that big of a game ended up playing out that way um, just because I know a lot of people were really excited to see it and, and uh, wanted it to be a really good game. Um, so, obviously, you hope, you wish that that's, you know, a closer game. But at the end of the day, they came out, they earned it, and they, they, they won the game fair and square. And um, no sense in – you know, dwelling over it or complaining about it now, I guess. Well, uh, welcome back for another year. Um, you've become a fixture um, in, in Tennessee football, and uh, congratulations on that. I know it's a, a tough, huge decision. Uh, we look forward to working with you, and uh, I guess you start hitting the weights pretty soon. So uh, yeah. we, we always appreciate the time. Congratulations. And, of course. Uh, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. He is uh, Jacob Warren. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook. We're brought to you by Bassie Lawn and Garden, man. Live.